into another brand new week of Run Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you so much for joining me on this running podcast where we chat all things running from a South African perspective. And before we get into today's program, just want to let you know that it is brought to you by Low Carb High Fat Running. Eight weeks to running on nothing but fat. If you want to switch from running on carbohydrates uh, to fats, all you need to do is get to lowcarbhighfatrunning.com to find out more. Well, coming up on this week's show, I am so chuffed to have our guest. Uh, She is the defending Comrades Marathon champion. She will be back in 2015 to defend her title. I'm talking about Ellie Greenwood. She's a former uh, 100-kilometer world champion. She's uh, a winner at the Western States 100 miler as well. She's got a, a an unbelievable pedigree, and uh, she joins us on this week's show. Also want to let you know that on one of our sister podcasts, Ask uh, Coach Perry, uh, the question that we actually had uh, in the latest episode, which if you listen to this in the future is not going to make much sense, but I'll give you the links anyway. Uh, the question that we had was uh, getting going with running. So if you know anyone who is wanting to get going and uh, perhaps they're not quite sure where to start, we've put together a half marathon training program. So to go from zero to 21 kilometers in 24 weeks, it's absolutely free. All you need to do is just check out the show notes for this episode of Run Talk SA and click on the link and you can downloaded absolutely free it's a half marathon training program basically gets you from zero to 21 k's in 24 weeks well uh, let's get straight into this week's episode of run talk SA and uh, our guest the defending comrades marathon ladies champion ellie greenwood Well, it's a big week uh, for Comrades this week. Uh, entries for the 2015 edition of uh, the Comrades Marathon opening up on the 1st of September. And uh, we're looking ahead uh, at the moment. And it's an absolute pleasure to have uh, the defending ladies champion uh, on the show this week, Ellie Greenwoods. Welcome on to Run Talk SA. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me on the show. Ellie, I've been wanting to to touch base with you pretty much since your your victory in in 2014. It was uh, it was a superb run. I mean, it just I I wasn't watching it live on television, obviously at the time, but I've watched it subsequently, and it was an amazing, amazing run. I mean, looking back at it now for you, I mean, how can you describe that run? Um. It's it's very deceiving what you see on the television cameras. Um, I think for from anyone watching, even on the sidelines or the TV, right? They they don't always know what's um, going on inside a runner's head. So I had quite a struggle. Um, obviously, I, I had gone into the race hoping that I would be in the contention to win. Um, but really, once the run got going, I I, I didn't feel great. It felt tough. Um, and so I think I was in as much surprise as the people watching the TV uh, when it got into those final kilometers and, and when I did take the lead. It, it's, it's probably the closest ladies race we've had for, for as long as I can remember. And it was just amazing to watch. Obviously, the, the Russian twins have had, had such a stranglehold on that race. So it was, it was so nice to see somebody challenging them and somebody winning. I mean, no disrespect to them. What, what they've done is, is absolutely fantastic when it comes to, to comrades. But uh, you must be pretty chuffed because it wasn't your first visit to South Africa. You've come pretty close before. 
I've come very close before, yeah. Um, it was my third Comrades, uh, 2011, the uprun was the first time um, where I came fourth and that was really where I was like, wow, this is an amazing race, I love this, I'll definitely want to come back. Um, and then 2012, I was uh, a, a little over a minute uh, behind Elena, that was the year Alessia didn't run, um, having had her baby, so it was just Elena. Um, and I was running close with Elena for much of 2012, um, but she was just stronger at the end and, and, and got away from me. So, so yeah, it was obviously, like I said, coming in 2014, I thought, well, I've been, I've been that close. It's, it's not like you sort of go, well, I have to get 15, 20 minutes faster and that's just unfeasible. Um, it was like, well, I was in contention. So uh, obviously I'm totally respect Elena and Alessia that they know far more about comrades and how to win it um, but I also went in and thought well you know they, they can't win it every year right so so I'll give it my best shot. Elia I almost got the sense from you that, that you ran your own race that obviously you say you, you weren't feeling that great so you, you sort of held back and I, I remember watching Bruce Fordyce in the 80s the way he used to run and it was exactly that he didn't care what was happening uh, at the front of the field he just knew his splits and what he needed to do and if that was good enough on the day to win it then that was good enough on the day to win it and I get the feeling that's what you did at Comrades 2014. Yes definitely um I mean, I think the men's race is, is a different matter because there's just way more men that go out very fast. Um, but that said, um, I, I think uh, Elena and Alessia do tend to go out quite hard. Um, and that is just not the way that I race well. Like, I, I know if I do that, then I'm going to have a disastrous race. Um, so it obviously does take a certain amount of confidence to say, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll let people go ahead. Um, I was conscious, uh, you know, when people were saying from the sidelines of how far ahead they were, you know, I was taking note um, because obviously, yeah, if you get too far behind, um, if you're running your own race, that's that's all very well, but you're just not going to make up ground, even if people ahead are fading and and um, you're getting stronger. Um, but no, I I ran with what I felt I could run, so I would get my best time. Um, at the end, and if my best time was a winning time, then that would be absolutely fantastic. Ellie, we we're so blessed. I mean, comrades is is an amazing is an amazing race, and I think it's only once you've run it do you actually realise sort of the magnitude of of that race and what it actually means to run it. For for someone in South Africa, I mean, we we grow up around it it's on our back doorstep. But for for someone coming from abroad, what does comrades marathon mean to you? Um, it, it is very hard. Like for a while, when I first came, people were like, "Oh, you must go run comrades," and I sort of you, you hear about it and you think, "Well, what is so great about it?" Um, and it is very hard. Even I'm trying to persuade lots of uh, Canadians here at home to uh, to come over, and I think uh, it's hard until you get there to quite understand what it's about. Um, but definitely. It's the size of the field that I think makes it. I mean, it is the biggest ultra in the world. Um, and because of the size of the field, you get the spectators along the way. You get the crowd support. Um, you get the atmosphere just between the fellow runners when you're out on the course. Um, 
and as well a lot of it is the history um like it's not a race that's just sprung up very recently like all the all the stories that have developed over the years um that really make it yeah the iconic race that it is so uh, and and to when you know I'm up at the front of the field like you're looking at the level of competition and um winning a race is very nice but winning a race is even better when you know you're competing against really strong women and and other runners and that you really do have to have um a great race if you are going to win it. Hilly, out of the two, which which do you prefer, the up or the down? I must admit I do prefer the down run. So uh 2015 may be a challenge. Um uh, that said, it's I mean they're very different races as everyone knows if they've run both directions. Um I do love downhill running um, and I'm lucky enough where I live um, in Vancouver in Canada that we have lots of hills here. Um, so I've got the ability to train for it um, and therefore make it an enjoyable experience. It's definitely tougher on the legs, as everyone knows. Um, but if you've got the training ground to prepare for it, then, uh, yeah, the down run is, is something that suits my strengths. You talk about training in, in Vancouver, and obviously there's there's some hills, and you can get that sort of uh, side of your training in. We get asked this question a lot from international runners with regards to to the climate. Uh, we we are obviously coming out of summer, heading towards winter training here for comrades, but it's very different if you're coming from the northern hemisphere, especially in the big months where you need to be training that January, February, March, where where you are pretty much in the thick of your winter. How do you go about training? and getting accustomed to, to what possibly could be a pretty hot day here in South Africa. I mean, if you think back to, to 2013, it was a, a scorcher of a day. How can you, you get your body ready for something like that? Um, I think there's several ways of going about it. Um, I do do uh, heat training in a sauna, um, which is nothing fancy or complicated. It's something anyone can do where literally, you know, I start out with, sitting in a sauna for 10 minutes and then oh, this is only in the few weeks up until uh up until the race and then I'll get up to maybe sitting in the sauna for 40 45 minutes um so trying to get some heat ap- adaptation there um I didn't do it this year but I have in the past done uh, hot yoga like Bikram style yoga I don't know if that's popular in South Africa um that's quite popular in North America um, where you're doing yoga in a in a heated room and it is sort of like uh, really quite warm, like over 30 degrees. So obviously that's got some movement. Um, so those are things accessible to everyone. Um, I've not done the layering up on wearing 10 million layers of clothing, um, but that is something that I know other people have done. And otherwise, it's really just taking the opportunity of going out and running in the heat of the day. And even if where you live, the heat of the day isn't as hot as comrades it's at least getting out in the sunshine and getting used to that um and then there's things i think you can do on race day as well um to manage the heat as as well as you can um like people might have noticed i tend to wear the white cap now i know sometimes you say a, a cap can make your head hotter but i feel particularly having dark hair having something white on my head um, shading my face that's going to help keep me cooler um, 
put on the sunscreen. If you're not used to sun, the worst thing you want to get is not only the effect of the heat, but start getting, you know, sunburn, which is going to affect you. So, so lots of sunscreen and then using the water on the root as well. So really focusing um, quite early on in like dousing yourself, pouring some water over your head. So I, I think it all helps and it's certainly uh, totally doable. Like where I live now in Vancouver is, it's a moderate climate, but the first year I trained for Comrades in 2011, I was running in minus 20 or those kind of temperatures, and, and still I managed to uh, cope on the race day. Yeah, absolutely. Ellie, you've, you, you've had a, a pretty illustrious career. You've won some amazing races. Uh, I think back to Western States in, in 2012, that, that was a, an, a very impressive run. You're an IAU World 100-kilometer champion as well. You won that back in 2010. What what would you say has been the highlight of your career? Um, comrades, for sure. Um, and I'm not just saying that. Um, I th I think it also highlights are are what personally mean the most to you. And comrades, because I just love the event. That is one of the reasons that it means the most to me. Um, Western States, the win in 2012, like if listeners don't know, that's uh, it's a 100-mile race in California. Um, it's been going for 40 years, um, much smaller because it is on trails. Um, and there was a long-standing course record, which I, which I broke in 2012. So that was definitely a huge achievement. Um, but there's just something about comrades that I absolutely love. Um, the, the world 100k is definitely a highlight because there is something very special about when you're wearing your country's vest, you're wearing, like I was wearing the GB colours. Um, so that is definitely very special. And I think it changes from time to time um, what seems the most relevant. But uh, yeah, definitely right now, comrades is uh, is the big highlight. Let's take a step back, Ilya, and, and, and let's talk about how, how this running journey began for you. Have you always been athletic? I mean, growing up, were you always a runner, or, or have you discovered it uh, later in your life? Um, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I always enjoyed running at school, but it, it wasn't competitive. Like, um, you know, we would run for because it was part of the program, but not really, um, not between other schools very much. And it wasn't that I was particularly good at it, but I did always enjoy running. Um, and it was when I was at university in uh, in the UK, Um that I was still running just a bit for sort of fitness and I like to go out for a little jog once in a while. Um, so I decided to sign up for a half marathon. Um, and I went, I went big and did the world's biggest half marathon, um, which is the Great North Run in Newcastle in the north of England, um, which has about 50,000 people in it. So that I did, but uh, listeners might be intrigued to know I did it in one hour, 59 minutes and 59 <laughs> seconds. Uh, so certainly, I mean, that's a very, it's totally fine for a recreational runner kind of time. But it was not as if I was, uh, you know, a, an exceptional runner from the get-go. Um, and then I first came to Canada in about 2002, and that's when I ran my first marathon. And, and that's when I really got hooked on it. I think 
partly it was a social thing, uh, running with running clubs and groups. Um, and then as anyone knows, as you start to improve and maybe get good results, you say, well, if I did that, if I trained a little more, um, how could I get there? So I would say it's really probably in about the last six years or so that I've got um, very focused on being the best runner I can be. Gee, Ellie, you're making me feel a lot better about myself. I ran a 203 on Sunday, and, and I'm quite chuffed with myself now for a half, so that's fantastic. That's very good. You can, <laughs> you can win comrades in a few years then. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Ellie, and then let, let's look ahead to 2015. Obviously, you, you're the defending comrades champion. Entries have opened this week. Are you coming back to defend your title? Yes, I, I definitely will be. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, Comrades is, is the highlight. It's the one race I, I really love. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't imagine not coming. Um, it, it'll, it'll be, you know, a different challenge. Like we say, everyone knows that, that the uprun, in a sense, is a different race. Um, but I'll be, I'll be training for, for the uprun and uh, focusing on uh, getting there on May 31st. That sounds amazing. Eddie Greenwood, thank you so much for joining us on Run Talk SA. Thank you for your time. And uh, we look forward to welcoming you back here in South Africa and uh, hopefully a back-to-back -back win for you. Thank you very much. I look forward to coming back. What an awesome chat, and thank you very much to Ellie Greenwood for joining us this week. Uh, comrades, entries have opened 1st of September. If you haven't got yours in, uh, as I'm recording this, it's about 4,000 entries uh, already, uh, and that's in two days. So they're going pretty quickly. I haven't got mine in yet, but uh, definitely will. Uh, I'll chat again next week. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll be getting uh, the podcast out early next week because I'm away. Uh, end of next week, going to run the Wild Run down the Wild Coast uh, about 100 kilometers of trail running uh, along the beach. It's going to be amazing. I can't, can't wait. So uh, we'll chat next week. Have yourself a brilliant, brilliant one. Uh, don't forget to check out that zero to 21 kilometer training program in the show notes for this episode of Run Talk SA. And also a very big thank you to our sponsor of the show today, Low Carb High Fat Running. If you want to run on nothing but fat in eight weeks, all you need to do is get to this website, lowcarbhighfatrunning.com. Until next time, cheers.